0: Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. With. Okay. Welcome to our second episode, our second podcast of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman.
1: And I am Gloria Ackerman. We will be discussing episodes three and four
0: of season one.
1: Of season one.
0: So, um... We've gotten some feedback from our first podcast, and we really appreciate that. Um, the podcast is completely live now, out there. Uh, if you want to download the MP3 files directly, I'll just say that up front, you can go over to narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash. That's narclanin dot com slash whiskeyandmash, all one word. Also... If you have any comments about this show what you can do is you can email us at whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com so if you listen to this and you have some concerns you think we got something factually wrong you have you know you think it would be better if we did this to the show that to the show that sort of thing email us that's awesome that's why we have an email again that's whiskeyandmash all one word at narclaninc.com and we will get your emails and. If we, if we get them, we can read them on the air, we'll definitely respond to all of them in some form or another. Uh, one of the suggestions was, uh, in addition to the fact that some people have not watched the episodes, which is why we preface this by saying, you know, go out there on Netflix. Uh, the entire series is available on Netflix. You can also get it in a boxed format if you want the physical DVDs, um, but they're on Netflix. You know, just pause the podcast, go out, and watch uh, the episodes that we're talking about. In this case, it's Season 1, episodes uh, Episode 3, which was entitled...
1: Requiem for a Lightweight.
0: Okay, and uh, Season 4, which was entitled...
1: Chief Surgeon Who?
0: Okay, so those are the two we'll be reviewing. Uh, Another suggestion was, some people who may not watch M.A.S.H. may not know... uh,
1: the characters
0: might right? not know the characters. Yeah. So what we're going to try and do is highlight a character per podcast episode and uh just explain a little about a little bit about them, do what you might call a 10 cent origin. So, uh today we're going to talk about what I think anybody who watches the whole series uh we're going to talk about the character that I think anybody who watches the whole series would consider the main character There are several that make it the length of the series, but I think this is probably the main character you really need to know. And that would be...
1: Benjamin Franklin Hawkeye Pierce.
0: All right. He appeared in both the movie and throughout the series. Uh, He's a little bit different from the movie to the series. In the movie, uh, among other things, he's married. And he isn't in the series. Right. 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 Um, he's also kind of the sidekick character in the movie, as far as I'm concerned, whereas in the show, he's really front and center. Now, what else do we have on him?
1: Um, a couple, Chris and I were talking earlier that, um, the earlier episodes do mention that he has a sister and a brother, but in later episodes, he is an only child and he's kind of a womanizer, but a womanizer with respect. He would never take advantage of a woman, but um, likes his time with them. He's also very famous for his lines. Like in um, one of the episodes today, they said that he was a swill. He swilled his alcohol. And he said, sir, I have sipped, lapped, and taken intravenously, but I have never swilled. And you'll find his (laughs) character throughout with his little statements.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I loved that one. That yeah. that statement always. That was one of my favorite. I didn't realize that it happened uh, as early as it did. Do you remember which episode that was in? Was that three or four?
1: That was in, I believe, four. Four? The sur- mm-hmm. When he was chief surgeon. Okay. Yes, and they oh. said, he swilled his alcohol. Oh, so. yeah. Frank Burns. Frank Burns. Really yeah. Good. I Gosh,
0: again, I tried to love <laughs> martinis, and I would love this to be martinis and mash, but I just—I <laughs> <Which>, just <laughs> I just can't do it.
1: I, I'm with you. Yuck. I
0: just can't. But, but on that note, this is whiskey and mash, and uh, so we do have Cheers. Our, <laughs> our whiskeys here. So this week we're actually drinking them with you. Join us if you are of age and you want to. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, grab a beverage. You know, sip along.
1: What else do you know about um, Hawkeye that you'd like to share?
0: Um, I did find a wiki. That has some good information on him, uh, in terms of what happens to him in the series, in the movie, and also keep in mind that this was originally based on a book. Uh, M.A.S.H. was a book written by, um, gosh, I can't remember, I'm not gonna look it up right now, but it, I, I, think it was somebody who was actually, uh, in the war.
1: Yes. W- yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I watched a thing on him I can't I did not write down his name. Okay. But he's the one that said that the radar character was exactly what he pictured in his head. And okay. Was and I, intuitive, not.
0: And I think I remember I, and I'm going to we're going to focus here on the TV show mostly, on the TV show Hawkeye because there are different versions in each. Again, you know, like um he, in the movie version he's a little bit different. He's played by somebody different. Um an actor that I absolutely love. Uh, Donald Sutherland. Oh, I do too. Oh, goodness, I'll watch anything with (laughs) Donald Sutherland in it. Alan Alda, too, but I I don't know why. Um, But anyway, that's a whole different thing. (laughs) In the book, according to the wiki, um, Hawkeye was married. Um, uh, Other things I know about Hawkeye um, were that, like, in the book, he was a very uh, uh, conservative sort of character, but then... Once they brought him over to the movie and then to the TV show, he kind of evolved into a more liberal character, into, I believe the term I saw on the wiki was more of a uh, witty, sardonic, pardon me, character, Uh, just to make him a little more comedic, I guess, and lighten the mood. Um, But, yeah, in the the TV show, he's an only child in the later seasons. Um, We hear that his mother died young later on.
1: Very close to his father.
0: Yep, very close. There's uh, an episode where we hear him talking about pardon me, talking about the fact that he gets a letter from dad in which his dad says that he's going in for surgery, and this is the first Hawkeye oh. heard of it. And in that episode, we hear about how during his childhood, um, Hawkeye's dad would, like, all of a sudden he started making breakfasts for Hawkeye, and his mother was getting ill. And each day the breakfast got like more elaborate and bigger and by the time they got up to like I think it was waffles his mom had passed away and so his dad just had this very weird approach to dealing with bad news with Hawkeye but yeah they were very close in uh, what must have been a season oh season 5 or 6 episode it was right toward the beginning of when Charles Emerson Winchester replaced Frank Burns um, it was that episode actually that I was referencing um, they're sharing this moment where they're very close, which is a very important episode to me because you get Charles and you get Hawkeye and they're they're being comrades, they're being friends in a way that they aren't always in the series, right but, but you see this comradeship in them, and a line that Charles uses, and I'm gonna mix up the terms, so I apologize, but it's something like. Where I have a father, you have a dad.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Yeah, and you know Charles relates his own experience uh, growing up. But it was the fact that Hawkeye has this very deep...
1: In fact, many of the episodes were about Hawkeye writing to his father. Yeah,
0: dear dad. So dear
1: dad, right, yeah. Yeah. We have like
0: one, part one, part two, part three. Even in the pilot, I think...
1: He's writing to his dad. He's writing to his dad. So you can see that closeness throughout all of... Mm -hmm. the mash series yeah
0: so he has a very close relationship with his dad um he's also (laughs) they have it still in the uh still in the gin (laughs) Uh (laughs) still in the swamp (laughs) that makes gin and it's him and his tent mate's way of dealing with um the atrocity
1: right they have to keep it light if they didn't keep it light Mm -hmm. who can live with themselves seeing that day after day after Mm -hmm. day
0: and for the most part, Hawkeye does deal with what he sees fairly well. We do see in the later se- uh, in the later seasons where Hawkeye does start to have some mental breakdowns where he needs the help of Sidney Friedman to uh, come back to normal.
1: In fact, I have that written down here. They use yeah. humor to escape the horror of the situation, mm-hmm. which is what the whole show is about.
0: Yeah. How, no,
1: I, how do you deal with seeing this day after day after day and? Mm-hmm how many times do we use humor to defer a situation
0: yeah and i think they address that too in how during during the episodes you know the surgeons i mean not frank not charles not the colonels but basically the captains are always hitting on the nurses and it's medicine it's their own form it's their
1: own form right of to, escape
0: of escape of some way to try and lighten the mood because yeah they are Taking hamburger and trying to make it back into a soldier, and that's, you know, you you see it in the episodes where they're just covered in blood. I mean, it's you know, it's TV, so it's fake, <laughs> but 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 it was a real thing, and so it that was their way of dealing with it. Is it a great way? No. And they, Hawkeye says that too in one episode where it's like, uh, I think it was Hawkeye, where it's like my own alcohol consumption has gone way up here. I don't think it'll follow me home. There's was an episode where he deals with that. Right, yeah. Where um, it was, it was when Charles was there. Um, uh, uh, Klinger was a main character. It was probably season seven, and they're at the bar at the officers' club having a drink, and Hawkeye ends up um, cutting it out because he's afraid. It was the episode started with them getting their bar tabs, and he made the comment, "This isn't a bar tab. This is a phone number." And um, so he decides to try and quit. And so it was a really long session where I think he almost got blown up by a grenade or something. And and, and afterwards he goes and gets a drink and everybody's kind of staring at him because he had made it like a week. And, um, you know, they, they say, nobody would blame you. And he looks at it and he puts it back down and he says, I'll come back when I want it.
1: Not when I need it.
0: Yeah. So that's a very powerful episode two. So I, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: the way that you spoke now about the nurses and mm-hmm. that being their escape, that's yeah. what episode three is all about. It's all about how mm-hmm. they both had, <laughs> they both fell for a nurse. Mm-hmm. And then the nurse is uh, nurse Cutler and Margaret Houlihan sees her as trouble right from the beginning. Well, so
0: yeah, in the operating room, Hawkeye's hitting on her.
1: The very first day she was there. <laughs>
0: yep. And um, so, Margaret being Margaret, who we'll touch on later, but she's the head of the nurses, she's a major, and basically she's there to ruin (laughs) Hawkeye and Trapper's fun with the nurses. That's kind of her job in the show, and she does it.
1: She Mm. does a very good job of it. She likes to go up above the heads, which she does in this episode, episode three, and she goes to find General Baker, who Mm. has a very strong... Feeling for Margaret. Yes,
0: Barker. <laughs> Barker. 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 Yes, Barker. Sorry. Baker is always a nurse. Sorry. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. This is actually. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Oh no. We see. We see Baker. In this episode, and then in episode four. Okay. He comes back. They keep switching generals. If you stay with that, you'll actually see a couple different Hammonds. As a side note. Okay. But yeah. Um. Margaret is always in charge of the nurses, and so it's really up to her what happens with them if they hack it in mash or if they're sent somewhere else and margaret is very good at what she does with the nurses and that's reflected in how well mash does as a unit because um it's modeled after a real army hospital in korea but they have a 97 percent success rate so i mean that's the doctors that's the nurses Nurses, right and and it's
1: Margaret takes the nurses, especially in later episodes, way above the call of duty for a nurse. Yeah, where they learn triage and. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's She it. does a very good job with her nurses.
0: But at the same time, she can get a little anal with it, like she does in this episode, and ruin right. their fun. And so, to try and keep Nurse Cutler there, what do they do?
1: Um, they have to fight, because General Barker has a great fighter. And they, he's looking for someone to fight him so he can bet. And this is a big guy, 285 pounds of pure muscle.
0: Yeah, how does Radar put it? One time he got hit by a Jeep.
1: Yeah, and
0: he punched it. And the Jeep lost
1: and he knocked it out. Travers says He punched a Jeep. And knocked it out. I'm not going in there with him. But he ends up going in there. With a glove full of ether.
0: Mm-hmm. And in,
1: guess who wins?
0: Yeah, in the ring with this big boxer. <laughs> puts a glove of ether right in his face and
1: <laughs> and
0: puts him under.
1: And he fell right over and on he, top of Margaret Houlihan and Frank Burns. Mm-hmm. My favorite part.
0: Yeah, and I think um, one, one of my favorite parts of that episode is actually right at the end when Cutler comes in. And uh, she's talking with Trapper. And she's <laughs> like... Oh, you fought for me. Yeah, I did. Does it hurt? And then Hawkeye's trying to get in on this. I
1: managed him.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so he ends up literally getting pushed out of this going on because Trapper did all the work. And so yeah, it, yeah. It, it's just neat to...
1: <laughs> to see how it... Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, one, A couple other comments about this episode. This is the first time that we see... Nurse um, Cutler... Well, Nurse Cutler, she's a guest star.
1: And she's Marcia Strassman, and she played... um, She did play... Oh, gosh. (laughs) Sorry. Um, She played on Welcome Back, Cotter as Gabe Kaplan's wife. So she was one of the main people, so if you want to picture her in your head, that's who she was. Beautiful woman.
0: Okay. Um, Also in this episode, we see... William Christopher is Father Mulcahy. Oh, yes. So in the pilot, we saw um, another guy. I don't have it in front of me, but we, we saw one gentleman playing Father Mulcahy, and then they actually switched to William Christopher. He's not part of the main cast at this point, so if you see him credited, it's at the end of the episode rather than the beginning with the main characters because he's not a permanent part. So he's just an occasional guest star, even though... He you know, ends up with the permanent part. Yeah, and that, I think, is season three or four. I, can I just never love remember. him, so... <laughs> yeah. So that's the first time we see our Father Mulcahy mm-hmm. is in there. And also, uh, another recurring character we, whom we don't see a lot of, uh, Ugly John.
1: Yes, and I just learned about Ugly John today, yeah. so... Ugly
0: John is the anesthetist. So he's, he has this, like, Aussie accent. He has um, that... Uh, floppy style like swamp hat with one of the sides up and then the other like the
1: australian kind of
0: yeah yeah exactly so um we see ugly john in this episode he he comes back every so often but he's not really in the series past a few seasons but we see him just another recurring character um so there's a quick 10 cent origin on the episode or a little summary of the episode Uh, What do we want to really talk about as far as the episode goes, then?
1: Well, what happens? BJ fights for... Trapper. For, or Trapper. (laughs) I'm going to do that throughout the whole thing, because BJ's one of my also favorite characters. Trapper fights for the woman, and Hawkeye thinks he's going to end up with her, and the Mm. person that fought for her won. Mm. Also, like you said, uh, all... Frank Burns, I felt bad for him, because he did not... Well, that's the next one. Sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing up my episodes. <laughs> we just started <sighs> drinking, I We swear. just... Sta- I-, <laughs> um, I don't know. What else do you see in this episode?
0: Um, I definitely see this dynamic between Hawkeye and Trapper. And this is one of those where Trapper really is um, the main character in my mind, but Hawkeye is the driving character. Okay. So, you know, we have Trapper, who really does everything in this episode. He's in there fighting. He's the focus of it. He's the... Star. He's the star. But then Hawkeye is the one who gets him to fight. Hawkeye is the one who gets the ether. Hawkeye is the The one who arranges all this. Which is, again, a, a change from the movie. It's backwards, really. Hawkeye was kind of the lackey in the movie, whereas now he is becoming the main character. Um... Some things to mention about the episode that I noticed: we see one episode of nurses' quarters here. So, when when Hawkeye and Trapper go to see Nurse Cutler oh, they right knocked after on her surgery, door, yes, we, and she was packing. We, yep, we see a nurse's tent. Um, you can see that it is two bunks, which, in later episodes, we see other nurses' quarters where they're bunk beds, right. where it's four to a tent, and, um. So it's one version. They go back and forth. So that's, a, I think, a little inconsistency because she's just a lieutenant. And unless it's like visiting nurses' quarters, you would. I, I think they would be more space-conscious about that.
1: But that's also the beginning episode, so it's something yep. that they work on.
0: Yep. Um, something that uh, they start to really get uh, uh, in the habit of is Radar and Colonel Blake.
1: Oh, and, and, and Radar's their intuitiveness.
0: Yeah. Um, also, how at the beginning of the episode, Radar is on the phone. General Baker calls. Radar's having a conversation. Barker. Barker. <laughs> Thank <I'm> you. T- <laughs> 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 how you got me doing? With General Barker. He's having a conversation with General Barker on the phone. Uh, he had just gotten uh, uh, Colonel Blake to sign some blank sheets of paper. <laughs> Colonel Blake takes back and starts ripping up, and then he says, "I
1: cannot sign blank papers."
0: (laughs) Why did I do that? Well, sir, you were the one who did it. But then, as he's on the phone talking with uh, General Barker, Radar gets more blank sheets of paper and gets Henry to sign them. And that, you, you know, this is how Radar operates. This is how he can always get whatever Hawkeye and Trapper or Hawkeye and BJ need for their next scheme because he knows how to work.
1: But you also get to see the Colonel Blake, who really, what's important to him? Not really the papers, not no. really the, uh, what's important to him? Probably golf.
0: Golf, fishing. <laughs> fishing. Yeah.
1: He never takes off his fishing hat, even yeah. when he, yeah. He, yeah.
0: Well, and we, in this episode, when he comes to check on how Hawkeye and Trapper are doing in their training, he actually oh. has his fishing pole because he's going out
1: right. to fish. When he was getting worms.
0: And he. <laughs>
1: With. Um, When General Barker found him.
0: Next episode, but yes. Okay, sorry. same thing. Mixing up my episodes. (laughs) Um, We learned that General Barker is from the 3099th MASH, which uh, is a little bit of a switch from what else we see, because, like, Hammond, I think, was from the EVAC hospital. Uh, Barker is from another MASH. Right. So that's a little bit of uh, a difference. Um, I think
1: when you usually see a general, too, they're stationed more in the bigger areas, like mm-hmm. Seoul or... Yep. You know.
0: and that's where an EVAC would be, would be more toward the back. A MASH is going to be closer to the front. front. Yep. Okay. If you don't know what MASH stands for, it, it's actually a thing that they had up until, I looked it up today, until 2006.
1: Mobile Army Surgical Hospital.
0: Right, and they were operating up until 2006. Really? Yeah. They had them actively deployed in Iraq. There was one, it was from the, I think it was the 212th. Um, there was one in Korea that was decommissioned, I think, on oh no, I forget the date, but it was actually in this millennia, it was like 2002 or 2005, the last active MASH in Korea was decommissioned. Really? Yeah.
1: Why hey. so long when the... <laughs> war didn't last that long
0: it worked <laughs> that that's the only thing i can come up with because yeah it's like why do you need a mobile army surgical hospital in korea there's no war i don't know if somebody just didn't tell them
1: or what. <laughs> wouldn't that be uh, something to be the person left behind <laughs> but yeah, they were nobody told me it was over yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of a gilligan's island yeah. Nice. But, yeah
0: you know they were still active uh now they've gone to a different model but The whole thing was you you had battalion aid stations right at the front, which we see on and off during the series, uh, where guys were patched up and attempted to be stabilized. From there, they were shipped by ambulance and helicopter to the MASH units, which then got them patched up further and stabilized.
1: To hospitals.
0: And then, yeah, if they were okay to go back to the front for only short-term care, they would be kept at MASH and then shipped back up. Otherwise, they would be sent further back in the line. If they needed to go home, sent to an EVAC, or there they could recuperate more and then again go back to the front.
1: Or, God forbid, the letter home.
0: Or the letter home. Yep. But, um, so that's, that's what a MASH is, in case you were wondering. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital, that doesn't mean that they just worked on Army guys. They worked on Army, Marines, and not just U.S. They worked on anybody who came through, but that's the branch that they came from, was the Army. Um...
1: Other in things? fact, in an earlier episode, you saw them working on the man that got hit by the car. Yeah, wasn't it.
0: that? No, that's coming up. That's coming up. I know which one you're talking about—the one with John Ritter.
1: Right? Where radar yeah. um, hit him?
0: Yeah, no, that's coming up. Okay. I know which one Sorry, you're talking guys. about. No, but yeah, they work on anybody. They worked on locals too, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but this episode, other things that I I noticed, we see radar drinking.
1: Yes, I thought that was odd, considering mm-hmm. later episodes he just drinks the grape mehai. Yep. Which we're going to drink with him someday.
0: Yeah. And you know that that's a change mm-hmm. that we see in radar. Is it, it's a change from him being a soldier to him being a very innocent young man. And I I like that change, but at the same time it is kind of neat to just see him be one of the guys. The rough. The rougher yeah.
1: And maybe he felt he needed to fit in. In the earlier episodes, and he felt comfortable as himself in the later episodes. As a... As who true. he is. I don't yeah. I don't need to drink or do whatever mm-hmm. because someone else does it. I'm going to be who I am. Yeah. And I be. like great knee
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was kind of interesting when... Um, no, I'm sorry. The, the the one I'm thinking of right now, in my mind, is next episode. But we do see him drinking in this one. Um, something else? Barker's man, when he's practicing, we see him practicing in a tent. Oh, yes. And something I noticed in the tent, you don't see this a lot in the show, you see a dirt floor tent. Most of the tents, when we see the floor, it looks like plywood. The office in the hospital is plywood. In the swamp, it's plywood. There's flooring. But in that tent where he was practicing, it was dirt. Which, if you think about it, is probably how it was. Probably. Because why do you need a floor on something that's mobile?
1: Except for the OR. The OR.
0: Yeah. Except where for that. you
1: uh, where you need a solid floor.
0: Yep. Um, Father Mulcahy was cleaning the ring before the fight, yeah. which makes a lot of sense when you know more about him. And we'll because talk about him specifically in another podcast episode. episode. But it makes a lot of sense because he's a boxer. Yes. He's a boxer, and that is kind of his thing we learn more about that but that's something um the last thing i have we we start to really see frank and margaret in their relationship with each other and to the camp because like you know they replace the ether that (laughs) hawkeye put on the glove they replace it with distilled water
1: and didn't think anything of it like when you watch them you wouldn't have known they were the ones that did it
0: yeah and, I mean, Hawkeye knows once he looks at them. Yep. He figures it out. But you start to see that dynamic with them always, like, spoiling the fun. And you understand why, but they are definitely the antagonists. In well, the they camp. want
1: it done the honest way. Yeah. Which is
0: funny. But. Yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, Requiem for a Lightweight. Um, as far as some commentary on the episode, past what we've already said. Um, one thing... Now, Alan Alda, I've mentioned, he's a a feminist. So it was a a change for him to play this very womanizing character. Um, As far as that goes to, it's interesting to see. um, I think it was in this episode where uh, my wife, Laura, pointed out, um, is Trapper married? Because he's going after the nurse. And it's like, yes, he is married. Well, then why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? Because he's Trapper. (laughs) And then we
1: had to point out that Colonel Blake is also married. And he has a living girlfriend. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, But just to... uh, MASH is also reflective of the time it was supposed to be shot in, I think. Because when... uh, Is it Cutler? Is that the nurse? Yes. When she comes in at the end and sits down and sees Trapper and she says you really fought for me didn't you and I just don't I don't know if that same sort of response would still hold up today like how she responded to the fact that he, that he
1: fought for he her fought
0: to keep her there I mean it, it's a war zone so it's a little different but I don't know if that response would hold up today in this American society what do you think?
1: um I don't know. I think uh, that's a tough one because you know women probably would fight for themselves in this society, but this society that we have now is so unsocial. I'm I'm curious to. I I God forbid I hope we never have to find out, but what would a war be like now with because we don't use people anymore to fight our wars. We have the Mm -hmm. scuds and the so there isn't a situation where we need each other mm. ever
0: okay. so it,
1: it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be an issue
0: okay
1: in this world that we live in right now
0: so like in because the military
1: because we have right we have droids and we have mm.
0: yeah uh, we, can, we don't need people anymore no i see your point there yeah but like it, okay. but for
1: back then mm-hmm. it was quite heroic i think okay. and but it, i i mm. don't see it as uh, I think it's a good thing that he fought to keep someone. It was important to him. Okay. okay. An issue that was important to him.
0: Okay. Okay. That's what do you a good think? Way. Yeah. No, I yeah. you know, I just if you saw that in a show today, it would be very anachronistic and um, you know, that was shot or that that the show took place in today's age. I think it would be very anachronistic and would get under a lot of people's skins, mine included. It's like you fought for me. That that's kind of a very, a oh. lot of machismo and not a very.
1: You don't think a woman would like that today.
0: Depending, I mean. Depending, it, but the, t- depending
1: on the situation. Right, but this exactly this was right. not but where this,
0: this was not where he was defending her honor or Mm-mm. something. This is him fighting for her because he wanted to bed her.
1: Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess.
0: You know, it's not. You know, I
1: didn't even think of it that way, but yes. No.
0: It it's not like. You know, General Barker's fighter... Yes, that wanted
1: to fight him <laughs> to win the money.
0: Yeah, it's not like he came in and was all, oh, Cutler, isn't she blah blah No. Yeah. <laughs> Trapper was fighting to keep Cutler there because he thought she was cute Yeah. wanted to roll with her in the sack. Yeah. That's. <laughs> so just in terms of that, it's like I don't think that would hold up. Nope, nope. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but again, like in that time that goes back to um you know laura's question why is he after her if he's married well because
1: it it was because he had needs and back then there was a different there was a different way uh you know it was early 50s and women were pregnant and barefoot and men had needs
0: yeah it, it was seen differently you know um
1: and women didn't have needs, apparently, back then. I, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> you know, I, it was a, it was a different did way. Did that of,
1: ha- go on at home also? I think so. Probably.
0: Probably. But we're seeing this in microcosm, and it it's over there, and it, it may be seen a little bit differently. I'm not making excuses, but yeah. Was that the way society was? It yes. was. Um,
1: and again, it was their way of, not not that it makes it right or not, but they were dealing with a lot back then. Yeah. And what did they need to release?
0: Yeah. You needed some form of comfort, and that was one way that they
1: right and a yeah. hug goes a long way,
0: yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: so so yeah. I mean and you know just as far as um talking about this podcast to you the listener now you know, that's the sort of thing that I really want to bring out in these episodes are these conversations about the messages that are kind of okay. hidden there, you know because we can we can review the episodes, but you can do that too i'll I'll post some links online of. The wikis that we're using you can go out there and you can
1: find it yourself. Find
0: finding yourself but these are the conversations that we bring up in mash that are inherent in a lot of these episodes that are really important social messages that they get across you know um, something that I think you had brought up in the last podcast just about spear chucker Right. he you know we see a black surgeon um, they got rid of him after a few episodes and then completely removed him from the show
1: because reasoning because there were no black surgeons yeah. but his name i know bothered laura a lot. Yeah. your wife laura
0: yeah um spear chucker While well, i looked it up and uh, again on the wiki and talked about this it's seen as a like a racial slur in a lot of ways very strongly so but his was supposedly because he was a spear thrower you know he threw the javelin, javelin yes for track and field and so he became known as spear chucker um you know
1: not for any racial slur no
0: that he he threw the javelin he, he was right. spear chucker um but we see spear chucker
1: and we're in... offended hm and we're offended from yeah. yeah
0: but it's cool to see a black surgeon
1: right you
0: know and black nurses in there
1: and again i think it's wonderful that they didn't see that as a as an a show That that wasn't even an issue.
0: Yeah, it only became an issue because it was historically inaccurate, which is kind of interesting, considering at other times they don't care about inaccuracies in the show. (laughs) But that's a pet peeve of mine. That's nothing. But anyway, uh, any other thoughts on on Requiem for a Lightweight?
1: No, I think we might want to go on to number four before. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that one? Sure.
0: Uh, Episode four, Chief Surgeon Who. So we start with uh, the guys... In the swamp and all of a sudden there's another batch of casualties that come in so then we go into the OR and we're in the OR and they're all doing stuff and Spearchucker, actually who's in the episode uh, comes across a problem with his patient and so he asks for advice what do I need to do here because they're swamped with patients he's got to make a decision he's got to do something to save this guy's life and he asks what do I do Frank gives one answer Hawkeye gives a different answer and he, and Spear Chucker takes Hawkeye's advice, and Frank gets all up in arms about it. Um, so then Frank kind of throws his normal hissy, <laughs> de- demands that Henry bring charges against Hawkeye for insubordination, uh, being out of uniform, blah, 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 you know, anything that he could find in the army officer's manual.
1: Does not salute.
0: Does not salute Frank. The nearest thing that we come to a salute in this camp is when the camp mutt scratches the fleas behind his ears. (laughs) Um, But then uh, Henry decides to try and settle the situation by naming a chief surgeon. And they go through a bit of back and forth, and he names Hawkeye as chief surgeon. And Frank gets all up in arms about that. Um, And so then the camp has this little ceremony ceremony, for crowning Hawkeye Chief Surgeon. Everybody likes him. He's Hawkeye. Again, he's the main character, so everybody's behind that. Meanwhile, Frank and Margaret are typing up a letter to General Baker, Barker. Gosh darn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I blame it on you. I, I started it. <laughs> <I've>... General Barker. <laughs> Apparently I need to drink more. I don't know. Um, but they write a, they start writing a letter to General Barker. Uh, they end up breaking the typewriter. We'll talk a little bit about that, because that goes, again, back to Frank and, and Hot Lips's relationship. Uh, they end up getting General Barker down. to Over that. the
1: head again of yeah, poor right, Colonel Blake. <laughs> right over
0: the head. And what ends up happening, uh, to shorten this synopsis a little bit, is Hawkeye impresses General Barker with his skills in surgery. Which keeps happening—that sort of thing. Even in the pilot, we saw it where Hawkeye and Trapper screwed up in reverse. You know, they keep impressing the brass right. with other surgery skills, and so uh, General Barker ends up saying, "If Frank Burns comes up with any complaints, just ignore them." Basically. But
1: what impressed me most—you mentioned that mm-hmm. he impressed um, General Barker—but actually, the thing that I enjoyed most is. Mm-hmm. Frank complained and complained and complained. He wanted this job so badly. He really did. But at the end, Frank came to Hawkeye and asked for help. So not only did he impress General Barker, he impressed Frank. And Frank finally said, hey, can you help me with this? Mm -hmm. I need your help. And that's where you saw... The true respect yeah. that um, Hawkeye deserved for what he did.
0: That's very true. So I didn't think of that. Yeah,
1: I I I felt so bad for Frank <laughs> because he wanted that job so badly, yeah. and he worked and he said, "I know it's extra shifts and I know it's this and I know it's that," and and then he said, "I can handle anything." And Frank or uh, Colonel Blake said, "I hope you can handle anything mm-hmm. because I'm giving the job to Hawkeye." Mm-hmm. And he couldn't handle that. It was very hard on him. Yeah.
0: He went and cried to Margaret.
1: He did. It was so sad. You know, Frank... As they were writing their nasty letter to (laughs) General Parker.
0: Frank, it's not unmanly to cry. (laughs) I won't give him the satisfaction.
1: (laughs) Boo, Margaret! (laughs) But at the end, he realized that the choice was the better choice. And he said, come and help me, please. Yep.
0: Yep. So... Um, Frank is a very self... Uh, or a narcissistic person. We see that throughout the episodes. But he does have these moments of clarity where it's like, oh, Hawkeye is the better surgeon.
1: And I need a friend. Yeah. I really think throughout this whole, all the episodes, it's mm-hmm. Frank looking for a friend.
0: I could see that, yeah, because he always does remain an outsider, which, to a certain extent, I understand. He, yes, he, because
1: he, he does it to himself.
0: Well, he does it to himself, and he's the XO. Yeah, he's the second-in-command of the 4077th. He's going to be the hammer, you know? Yeah. Everybody else can be buddies, but he has to be the hammer in terms of command. He doesn't do a great job at it,
1: <laughs> no. but he,
0: he has to bring down the law. So I think that's part of it, too.
1: Right.
0: Um, as far as the episode, yeah, something, uh, my notes, something we keep seeing that, Frank is, again, very narcissistic. What, what's he doing when, when the guys are first in the swamp? before they go into surgery he's writing letters back to his patients back home (laughs) and hawkeye makes the comment wow frank you're quite a guy in here what do you mean (laughs) well you make superman look like i can't remember what he said but it's like you make superman look like a normal guy
1: right right
0: (laughs) you know frank is very he
1: he was writing to all his patients back home which i thought was kind of Ingenious actually He's going to make sure that they don't forget him And he's going yeah. to make money And he talks about his $35,000 house, house And two cars, cars. Yeah <laughs> you know,
0: I mean Frank does look out for himself But he's a very narcissistic Very money focused man Which fits his character But that's that's part of him um, Again in this episode We, spe- we see uh, Spear Chucker And also uh, uh, Ginger uh the nurse she's played by Odessa Cleveland and we keep seeing her in the first few seasons i don't remember what her actual name is i just know her as ginger cuz they always refer to her as ginger
1: i i'm i actually you shocked me cuz i thought kelly was always kelly and you mentioned that she was a couple different people so.
0: yeah it um there are the nurses that we see at the end of the series who become more or less regulars Permanent, right are sporadically guests in the first part of the series because, like uh, Kelly Nakahara, um, a couple of the other ones, they end up being like Nurse Abel or Nurse Baker, or they switch. You you can see that if you watch enough of the episodes in right. a row, it's like that Nurse Abel is different than that Nurse Ner- Abel in the next episode,
1: and At Nurse Baker. I have a specific image in my head of who that is now I have to watch to make mm-hmm. sure they who the different one is
0: which now that I think about it speaking roles they go from named nurses to generic nurses and then back to named nurses again because you know like we had Cutler in the last one right there's Cutler um, I can't remember well ginger uh, Odessa Cleveland's character is named so she's a recurring she's actually a recurring nurse character in the 1st
1: i you'll have to look her up. Few seasons.
0: Yeah. Yep. But they're playing strip dominoes. Oh, her, yeah. <laughs> her Spearchucker. When General Barker's trying to find Henry Blake, uh, Spearchucker and Ginger are playing strip dominoes. Which I never. <laughs> and it looked like
1: Spearchucker was losing, by the way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wonder if there was censorship, though, because he had his shirt only off of one arm and he didn't finished taking it off, like you would think Mm. he would have. And then it started to make me think, I wonder if there were, like, laws. This was the 70s. Uh Things were still pretty strict. I mean, Cher couldn't show her belly button. Mm. So I'm wondering if he only took half off because of, you know, what the the laws were in TV at that time. That could be. completely different than it is now.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of the other things I really... Like just little bits and pieces about this episode that I loved. Um, we see uh, uh, Frank and Hot Lips again, more of their relationship. Oh, yes, we we see, like you had mentioned, uh, General Barker has this Margaret, Margaret has this unique relationship with a lot of generals. <laughs> we'll we'll say likes. unique.
1: <laughs> In fact, again, it was Laura that brought up, you know, and you mentioned yeah. to her that, um, she has to be with someone that's above her rank or the yeah. same rank, mm-hmm. but not below her rank.
0: Which we do see an exception to that rule at some at a mm-hmm. few points in the series, which are which great. I'm
1: sure will come up.: Yeah,
0: oh, I love those episodes. <laughs> but yeah, you know, she makes some comment at some point in the show about, I could never be in love with anybody who wasn't at least a colonel.) <laughs> Right, but yeah she has these very unique relationships with generals that she gets to leverage at (laughs) times like this because her and frank are typing up this letter to general barker about hawkeye being named chief surgeon and how it's against regulations and the ranking officer wasn't made chief surgeon and then they like he, he frank is standing up for himself in this letter and so margaret is getting all hot and bothered about oh frank oh,
1: frank you <laughs> are really a superhero
0: and so they start making out and they knock the typewriter <laughs> off
1: he actually desk. says i can't write it anymore
0: <laughs> so then she just calls up they call up general barker and frank isn't getting anywhere with him but then she gets on the phone and
1: but again that showed that unique relationship she had with mm-hmm. general barker yep that she could just call him up on the phone. Who mm-hmm. needs to write letters? Frank yeah. would have had a written a letter. He wouldn't yeah. have gotten through.
0: No. No, exactly. So it's it's kind of cool that Margaret has that relationship. But at the same time, you know. Um, <laughs> in this episode, Hawkeye mentions his sister. Um, like, like we say, uh, he's actually an only child. So they kind of retconned that out. That he doesn't have a sister. But he mentions his sister in this episode. Uh, what else? When General Barker arrives, we again see Radar uh, drinking. He's yeah. actually in Colonel Blake's office with his feet up on Colonel Blake's smoking desk.
1: Smoking cigars.
0: Smoking a cigar, drinking brandy, and reading a comic book, which is the part w- that I love. Because uh. you have this you have this great dichotomy in that scene of him doing some very adult things. And some very... And, and what you would consider some more... Not not by today's standards okay i read comic books too let me just put that out there but you know by like nineteen fifty standards reading comic books probably not a very adult manly thing, thing. so i mean it, it it creates that dichotomy with radar that we see a lot more as the show goes on of he's still a kid but he's also in an adult role mm-hmm. but yeah he's drinking and smoking doesn't Colonel Blake mind you drinking his brandy and smoking his cigars? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, so I figure as long as one of us is being reasonable. Right. Um, we see Corporal Klinger for the first time.
1: Yes, in a great role. And actually, a uniform. It what? may be a woman's <laughs> uniform, but it's a uniform. I was impressed. I actually was impressed. I didn't realize that he wore uniforms. <laughs> It was a skirt.
0: Colonel Blake, do you realize that you have a man on guard duty in a dress? (laughs) Yes. Well, thankfully, he has the legs (laughs) for it.
1: But better than what he wore at the end, (laughs) which was not the dress. Towards the end, he also ran out. and Clinger, (laughs) this man's naked. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, of course they didn't show that they never uh, show the man parts <laughs> <laughs> But
0: and the one part I love about that is from that first moment um, at the end of the episode the, fir- the that first time when we start to see Klinger trying to act crazy Hawkeye and Trapper and Colonel Blake act like it's no big deal like this is who Klinger this Clinger is <laughs> who
1: he is and we accept him for that <laughs> and yeah. Actually, it seemed like Gen- General Barker accepted him. Also, he's like, "You're still trying to get out of the army," so yeah. it was yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, which is really cool to see in series. Is you know, this is a pre-existing character that we're using, so it's cool that he had that innate background
1: before he right before him. he moved on to a regular.
0: Yeah. Um. What else do we see? We see Henry digging for worms. <laughs>
1: yeah well there he goes fishing again
0: while there's a nurse in his tent <laughs> darning a sock
1: so it almost showed that homey feeling that he had with his his live-in character yeah you know he just made himself another home
0: yeah that's very true
1: i'm i'm at the war but eh, what's different <laughs> It's just you know, war. <laughs> I have someone darning my socks, and it was again the mom- mother role or mm-hmm. wife role. Yeah, well, that's very quote true. unquote. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, you wouldn't get away with that nowadays.
0: No. Um. And then uh, one one other thing Thank that goodness. I'm, I'm looking down my notes, and I think I hit most of these things. The only other thing to bring up as far as details about the episode goes, um. They're actually pretty accurate as far as surgery goes. They might have a few things that are anachronistic as far as technology goes. But, like, when you see them, uh, like, doing a bowel resection, they'll actually have rubber tubing that they're snipping and sewing. They actually had the actors do that. Really? Yeah. In uh, one of Alan Alda's books, he mentions, because he actually had to have an end-to-end anastomosis where they, like, cut out a section of bowel that's become twisted, and they sew the two ends back together. Hawkeye, or uh, Alan Alda's character, did that a lot in the show, so he actually knew exactly, you know, he never actually performed it, but he knew what was going on. But he knew what
1: was going on.
0: Yeah, but uh, as far as that goes, Laura noticed Hawkeye, at the end of the episode, as chief surgeon, goes from one patient to Frank.
1: Oh, yes, and he did not change his gloves.
0: He didn't change his gloves which is weird like we will see them not change gowns but they always change
1: Changed gloves
0: so this just had to kind of slip by whoever was monitoring or
1: maybe time wise they had to cut that out mhm you know we don't know yeah. maybe maybe they did change the gloves and we didn't see it i don't think so though because no, he literally still... came from one to the other yeah but usually yeah. they do change the gloves
0: yeah did you notice anything about the episode that you wanted to bring up
1: no, I just the I was going to bring up the glove thing also, the glove. but I'm sorry to steal uh, your no, thunder. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, two great episodes, but they're all great episodes. So I <laughs> yeah. wish that you would watch the episodes. You know, we usually do two at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure next time we'll do five and six. Mm-hmm. So if you want to pre-watch, so you get an idea of who the characters are and mm-hmm. what's going on and what we're going to talk about. And email us and let us know your thoughts.
0: Yeah, whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. I will just add, the only time I think we would do more than two episodes in a row. There are uh, two parters that happen during the series run. And if we happen to hit one of those wrong, personally, and we can talk about this, but I think personally I would like to have those in the same podcast. I would too. So at that point we might do do three. Three. But you know, we'll let you know that ahead of time. That podcast will probably run like an hour and a half, because these are about an hour for two episodes. But they're just—they're together for a reason, right? Know? So for two parts, we would probably do that. I think that makes sense. Yeah, but um, before we leave this episode, any any uh, hidden commentary that we want to touch on? I mean, we already talked about spear chucker being in there and being a, having a black surgeon and it, and it being no big deal for the showrunners.
1: No, but I, I learned a lot about women's rights issues during these two <laughs> that I'm going to think a little bit more about as we watch the continuing episodes. Okay. Um, because I really didn't put that in my head. So you put that in my head, and it's I'm seriously going to watch for that because it's not something I watch for. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's a good time for you to... Um, Tell what else you do on podcasts. Oh, okay. Share, yeah. share, share your. This is your shameless time to promote.
0: Okay, so yeah, um, <laughs> with that, yeah, let's close out uh, this episode where I can plug my other podcast. Right now, uh, I'm I'm labeling it Nar Podcast. This kind of network that we're growing of podcasts. Um, you know, Narclan Inc. is the website, and just that came from something else I talk about it and I think my latest uh, Chris Reads book podcast, which is the other one on the NAR Podcast Network right now, where I read my first novel that I'm writing. It's a science fiction novel. Uh, I'm reading it free to all of you just to try and get that novel out there, get it some exposure. And also you know, it's a little easier to read a book while driving by having it as a podcast. So you can find that Uh, It's linked directly off of narclaninc.com. Otherwise, if you go to narclaninc.com slash Chris Reads Book, you can find that podcast there. Or, either of these two podcasts, Chris Reads Book or Whiskey and Mash. If you go to iTunes or your favorite podcast app if you don't have an Apple device. If you search for uh, Chris Pullman or I tagged you in Whiskey and Mash so you could probably search for
1: Gloria Ackerman.
0: Or just Whiskey and Mash, you'll find this podcast, or Chris Reed's book, you'll find that podcast.
1: Tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends. Right?
1: You know, great discussion. Water cooler humor. Water cooler discussion. Yeah. Share with your friends. Yeah.
0: You know, help us grow this podcast. You know, it's something we're passionate about that we want to share.
1: And we want your ideas. If you have better ideas or something, like um, one comment we had was to add some... um, introduction of the characters so that's what we're doing at the beginning of each podcast so share your ideas with us yeah
0: and you know if we get uh enough enough uh listener emails we'll do a we'll do a mailbag episode and we'll talk about some of those things you know if if you're bringing up good points about episodes that we didn't think about we would love to hear that if you caught a message in there that we didn't or you found a factual error let us know, Whiskey and Mash at inc. Narclan, that's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com, and we'll get all those emails, we'll look at them, we'll read them, and we'll respond to them as we can. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Next week?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, good job, partner.
0: Nice, thank you. <laughs>
1: That works. Good drink, partner. Yeah, well, thank you.
0: I do what I can.